Welcome to Anchored, a podcast brought to you by The Word Unleashed, the preaching and teaching ministry of Tom Pennington. For more of Tom's content or to connect with us, visit our website at www.thewordunleashed.org. Now here's Tom exalting God's glory, explaining God's truth. That brings us to the second immediate result of the fall. Not only a marred image, but real guilt and personal shame. Look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 7. We're told, Then the eyes of both of them were opened after the, their sinful choice, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. The eyes of them both were opened. One author says, they now experientially knew their prior created goodness, but only as a memory. And the fact of their disobedience became an awareness of their guilt. They were aware of real personal guilt. And that awareness of guilt produces personal shame. You and I understand this. We understand that when we choose to sin, when we violate the law of God that has been written in substance on our hearts, what do we immediately feel? Guilt. And that guilt produces shame. We want to hide that sin, first from God and certainly from others as well. And that's exactly what happens here. Their awareness of guilt produces personal shame. And their shame shows itself, notice in this verse, in being embarrassed of their nakedness with one another. Go back to chapter 2, verse 25. After the wonderful account of the creation of Eve, it says, And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. They were perfectly comfortable with each other. The word ashamed here means unabashed, not disconcerted. By the way, this isn't, as some Christian nudist groups, now there's a misnomer, uh, would argue, a support for their lifestyle. Remember at this point, how many people were there in the world? Two, husband and wife, and God. So they weren't exposing themselves. But verse 25 of chapter 2 reiterates their contentment with God's provision of each other, and it pictures a pattern of perfect comfort between this man and his wife. It's the fruit of their perfect love for one another. So it's not surprising that this was an immediate casualty of the fall. Immediately after their sin, they sought what? To cover themselves. And by the way, that was a reaction that God supported, but instead of their own feeble attempts with fig leaves, He killed animals and clothed them with the skins. But why did Adam and Eve immediately react this way? Why were they immediately ashamed of their nakedness with each other? Clearly, part of it was their sense of guilt before God. But I think there's another component here as well. It's a relational one. As soon as they sinned, they were no longer comfortable with each other. The fig leaves symbolized an attempt not only to hide from God, but to hide from each other. As one writer Puts it, when sin entered the picture, their openness, transparency, and total oneness were destroyed. But notice that not only did their guilt cause them shame toward each other, but even toward God. Chapter 3, verse 10, when God, you remember, comes and they hide, and he asks them, where are you? Verse 10, Adam says, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. So Adam's 
sin produced guilt, and that guilt produced shame both toward his spouse and toward God. And it destroyed the perfect unity and harmony that they had enjoyed. I spend many hours as a pastor dealing with the fallout of these verses because this expresses itself in many marriages today. Guilt and shame destroy the relationship with God and destroy the relationship with each other. That brings us to a third effect or a result of the fall, and that's moral corruption. This is parallel to a a marred image, but goes a little deeper. Their one sin of eating from the forbidden tree leads to a series of sins. Now it's their nature to sin. Sin is not just an act they have committed. It is what they have become. They are now, in fact, sinners by nature. John Murray, in his book on sin, says it was an internal revolution. You picture that? In a moment's time, there is an absolute revolution that occurs in the heart. They have immediately passed from righteousness. You remember we looked at that as part of the image of God. Righteousness, that is, a genuine and selfless, loving concern for others, to selfishness. They are no longer thinking of each other, but only for themselves. Notice what happens when they hear God approaching. This is fascinating. In verse 8, it says, They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Now, in the English text, it sounds like Adam and Eve are working together to hide themselves from the Lord. But listen to a literal translation of the Hebrew text. The man hid himself, and the woman herself. It's not that they hid together, still genuinely concerned for each other, kind of, we're in this together. No, now it's every man for himself. This is my hiding place. Go find another. It's like kids playing a game. And then this self-absorbed, self-focused mindset becomes even more obvious as Adam tries to point the finger of blame at Eve for his sinful choices. Look at down at verse 12. You're familiar with this. God says, verse 11, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? What a sting of conscience that must have brought. But notice how Adam responds. Well, he doesn't say, It's true. I'm responsible. He begins with the woman whom you gave me to be with me. She gave me from the tree, and I ate. This is what John Murray called a revolution in the family. Because now, instead of an internal revolution, there's a revolution even in the home between husband and wife. They're pointing the finger of blame at each other. Robert Raymond, in his systematic theology, says this is one of the saddest outcomes of the fall. God had lost the perfect reflection of himself, the analog of his own triune character in his universe. Recall that the man and the woman, according to God's own stated intention for them, were created in a just and holy relationship in order that they might mirror the Creator God to his creation. But see them now, alien and hostile, in their attitude not only toward God, but also toward each other. 
Remember, we're talking about a moment in time on a single day in history. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anchored Podcast. If you'd like to access additional content from Tom, or if you're interested in partnering with The Word Unleashed, please visit our website at www.thewordunleashed.org and be sure to connect with us on social media. We look forward to studying God's Word together with you on the next episode of Anchored.